You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hi, this is Autumn, and today Jesper is taking a break, and instead I am here with British author H.P. Line, and we will be talking about her books and some great tips about writing and goal setting and maybe why you might want to recover. So hi, Holly, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, it's so great to uh, touch it base with someone across the ocean again. And I love the accent. I do miss it. I, I mentioned just before we started recording that I spent a year in England. I spent a year in Manchester and I just, I did love it over there. And I kind of do miss the accent, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome. And yeah, Please introduce yourself and tell us about a bit about your books. It's, I think I counted, was it five or six out? I can't remember now. It depends on your definition. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm Holly Lyne and mm-hmm. I write dark urban fantasy. Uh, I have a series of four novels and then another series of one, but I'm also appearing in some anthologies. So nice. um yeah, and I have uh, a couple of novellas and a collection of short stories. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that you are a fan, I believe, of Stephen King, and you you have hopes to be very prolific. It sounds like you're on the right track. Yeah, yeah. I love Stephen King. I love horror. That's where my roots are. And nice. uh, that would be amazing to be as <laughs> successful as him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you ever happen to be uh, coming overseas, because I used to live in Maine, I used to joke that, you know, I was just down the road from Stephen King. So I can definitely give you a tour and host you and take you over to Maine. And and, I don't know, we could at least hang out by his gate. (laughs) So he'll notice us. Maybe he's very friendly. Sometimes he does sign books. So we could try to stalk him. (laughs) Oh, great. Thank you so much for joining me. And I know you're also part of a team, uh, just like Jesper and I, Unstoppable Authors. So you have a partner, Angeline. That's and right. so you guys have been, been writing together, or at least you've been working together, I know, for a few years. So I've known you from mm-hmm. Instagram for quite a while, and Angeline from Instagram. Yeah. And I know you used to have the, what was it, the Western World Building? Western yes. Woods World Building, yes. We used to be. So I, I <laughs> yeah. It used to be the Great Western Woods World Building Podcast, but that was such a mouthful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Obviously, I just messed up too. It's okay. Uh, we rebranded at the start of this year, and we're now, we are now Unstoppable Authors. Oh, I love that. And it's a good, it's a good title. So I really like that. But yeah, you guys have done so much. I know I joined one of your world building month mm. where every day you, you know, post something on Instagram and that was so much fun. So it was fantastic that you guys organized things like that to get authors, you know, posting more and sharing more about our books and things we wouldn't normally think of maybe to post. So yeah. I've definitely been a fan and joining that. So it's so much fun to have you on. <laughs> And I know you said you're actually writing a book on goals and goal setting. So you've switched to a little bit of nonfiction now as well. Yes, yeah, my first nonfiction book. Um, 
and it's just been a sort of natural evolution of what I've been doing like with Angeline on the podcast and with my social media mm-hmm. um I've been a part of the writing community now for six years and it just feels like the time to start sharing some of the things that I've learned and helping other people. So goal setting has kind of been my um, area of expertise, I guess, for a little while. And it just, (laughs) yeah, it seemed to be a natural fit. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to share some of my tips in a book. So, oh, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yes, I, I do. I love that's one thing I do love about the author community. I think we tend to give back so much uh, compared to a lot of other side things like my husband's into photography and he's done a few other things. And yeah, they're pretty ruthless online where I think authors tend to be so much more helpful and kind. So it's brilliant to work with other yeah. authors. Yeah, it's one of the best communities. But definitely, so goals... You know, that's already hands down. It's definitely one of the best communities. I just, I, it's rare to find someone who you want to (laughs) avoid. So that's a good thing. Well, I think goal setting is a great topic. So of course, here we are. This is we're recording a little bit early, but this will be released um, at the end of April. And I'm assuming even though that's a couple weeks away, that we're still going to be in a pandemic and just undergoing, oh, I don't know what's going to happen between now and then. And I sometimes don't want to imagine but goal setting is a good topic for right now because it's so easy to if you're not used to being home and you know maybe having the chance to write all the time or especially if you're home with kids which I know you have too so it can be a challenge to suddenly your entire schedule has been upended your our entire world has been upended and we're trying you know there's lots of good memes out there saying you know keep it up you know stay focused now is a chance to you know if you ever want to be a full-time writer now is your chance to give it a try assuming you're not remote working but ah yeah so what are some good tips i mean that'd be great to get into some good tips for goals i mean and i do know that yeah I do. I agree. I totally, I'm off the horse, the cart right now. And I need to get back on it because I used to be so good at setting goals. I do weekly goals. So yeah, I can add in my tips too, but I've kind of fallen off of that and I need to get back on it because it makes such a huge difference when you have some sort of goals. that's how you write I'm up to book I think I'm on 16 or 17 and I used to have people say I'm sure you have too it's like how do you have fine time to write books and especially when I had a full-time job and a husband and you know I joke around (laughs) say I'm a vampire (laughs) I don't sleep I don't need food but uh, it's not the truth so what are your best tips can you give us any nuggets that you're putting into your book okay so um I planned out this book, um, kind of the topics I wanted to cover and roughly what was going to happen in each chapter uh, a little while ago, sort of well before this pandemic really took off. And I was planning to write it in this gap between fiction projects that I have. And it just, um, I, I delayed, initially I delayed starting it because it felt, no, hang on, the world just went crazy, now's not the time for this. Um, right. And I was feeling really daunted because one of my early chapters was on uh, living in crisis mode and mm-hmm. it felt, I don't know, insensitive maybe to be writing about that 
while so many of us are living in crisis mode. So um, I put off writing, I put off starting it for for a good few weeks, but then something clicked inside, and I was like, "No, hang on! Now is the perfect time to write about this." Um, and yeah, like you said, there are all these memes and stuff, and I know that that's negatively affecting some people because they feel this pressure mm-hmm. to be their most creative, productive selves, and they just can't right now. Um, <sighs> So I just want to say, if that's how you feel, if you feel like you just can't right now, that's fine. (laughs) 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 I've certainly had days where I'm just like, no, I no, I just have to get through the day. Um, yeah, this is incredibly, (laughs) even if you're normally a good, like I'm a normal optimist, but this is really hard and like I there are times where I am out of breath worried about you know my parents they're both have immune issues so it's just you feel it and even if you're like I said I'm normally a very chipper dedicated task oriented person but there's days that I just need to stop and just stare at the stream for a few minutes because it's just hard this is really hard so yeah if this is okay if you're having um an off time and you're struggling because that's perfectly normal right now. Yeah, absolutely. The world has been turned completely upside down and I, I wouldn't want anyone to feel any kind of pressure to set goals if they can barely shower and feed themselves. Yes, you know? um, absolutely. So definitely health first. And there's going to be quite a lot in the book about looking after your health and um, mm. setting goals that are holistic so that, that take your whole life into account. Um, and figuring out what's realistic based on your actual circumstances. So rather than looking at what other people are doing and what goals they're setting, make sure that what you're setting for yourself is appropriate to your life and your situation. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great idea and a great reality check that yeah, sometimes I know even myself with my productivity, I had a, a friend who lived in London and oh my goodness, the amount of books he could churn out made me just, made my head spin and I didn't know how he did it. And you, you just can't put that kind of pressure on yourself because it kind of free, to me, it almost brings up writer's block or it freezes you from just that looseness, the creativity and the where the, where the things sink and click and that's a that's a much looser place than when you start feeling that pressure and the gears are grinding and you're just kind of like going how do you do it it all seems to fall apart the more pressure you put on it definitely absolutely i think we are very prone to uh, what i call comparison itis uh, where we mm-hmm. we look forever <laughs> outwards and especially on social media and i i know i said our community is wonderful and it really is but when there's a little bit of a dangerous zone where you are looking always at what other people are doing and comparing yourself to them and I don't think that's helpful in you know nine out of ten cases so no and you also never know what's going on under the hood in their lives too so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely so you know always I think it's good to look up to other people and have aspirations Mm -hmm and see, oh, that really works for them, maybe it's worth trying. But if it doesn't work for you, don't keep trying to, you know, make it happen. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's always good to be open to learning another technique or another skill or seeing if something will work for you. But 
Yeah, when it's word count and number of books released and everything else that, you know, people seem to, some people rise to challenges that other people just feel like everything's falling apart. So it's, it, it doesn't help to, to imagine yourself in someone else's shoes and someone else's life. You need to be the best you can be in yours. Excellent. I do love the fact too, that you talk about like whole health because yeah, if you're struggling and just keeping things together, that doesn't help if you also want to write a book unless journaling and writing helps you to get some of the craziness out of your head. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I do a lot of other creative things Mm -hmm. and that really helps me. Um, you know, I, I think, having other creative outlets can really free up your writing as well and give you, you know, creative well to draw from. So nice. Great. So I know when I was doing goal setting, uh, you know, some people would go for word counts or everything else, but I would make, and some people had daily goals, you know, monthly goals. I went for a weekly goal progress and I would adjust it based on my work calendar. Like if I had a really busy week that I knew I had a, I had a, you know, spot check coming up or something, and it was just going to be a totally stressful week at work, I would reduce my, and for me, it was a chapter goal. So sometimes it was like one chapter a week. And then there was times where I knew it was going to be an easy breezy work, or there was going to be some half days or something strange like that, that I could, uh, I would have a chapter goal of two and a half chapters a week. So that really, I mean, I did really well under that system. So what are, what is your favorite way of setting some writing goals to accomplish things? Yeah, so I have, because I'm such a nerd about this, and I go really (laughs) extra. Um, I set annual goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals, and weekly goals. Oh, that is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, so I have a long-term plan, so I know where I'm going. Um, and I, I mean, I say I set yearly goals, I actually even have a five year plan, but that's Fantastic. very, it's, thank you. It's, um, it's a loose plan. It's a kind of yeah. right now, this is where I think I want to be in five years, but I will right. regularly reassess it and see if that's mm-hmm. still what I want. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, and I even do that with my yearly and quarterly goals because things can change. Like this pandemic, who would have known? <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. I was just going to say that. My year. <laughs> so. How dare it? No, totally. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the key is to check in regularly and see if your goals are still relevant and if they need to be adapted. Fantastic. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, but I mean, goals should definitely not be uh, written in stone because if you're not, you know, like we said, the pandemic can happen, but just what you want out of life could change so much from one year to the next. So things happen. You could have a kid, you know, things change. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you might, you might have an idea for a new series and you publish the first one and it doesn't do so well. And maybe the, you know, popularity of the genre has waned a little bit and Mm -hmm. so you need to change direction so you always need to be flexible in what you're what you're doing and what you're putting out there and keeping an eye on Mm -hmm. you know other factors outside of your control and responding to them so having a versatile goal setting system that allows you the chance to do that I think is quite important Mm mm-hmm 
And how do you check in with your goals? So I always saw that's like, it's easy. I mean, I saw that at work, I would have to do a business plan. And there'd be times you wouldn't even look at it until you're like, oh, I'm going to have my annual or mid-year review, and I better look at my business plan. So you're looking at it maybe once or twice a year. But the idea with goals, I mean, especially these personal ones, they're supposed to be keeping you in track and hopefully inspiring you to meet them, which means putting in some work. So what's your best tip for, you know, reminding yourself, where do you put them so that you actually look at them and you say, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I use a bullet journal planning system. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So I have a, uh, a day-to-day bullet journal, which is, it includes all of my personal and work stuff. And then I have a business mm-hmm. planner, which is where I do my, my big goal setting uh, for the year and the quarter and all of that. And in my day-to-day bullet journal I literally keep task lists and I will regularly Mm. write down my goals Um, I'll put them I do like a monthly spread which has like a calendar with all of my appointments and everything on looking a bit empty this month (laughs) (laughs) and alongside that I always have some goals for the month and I'll write them down in multiple places where I'm going to see them virtually every day and that helps just to keep them in the forefront of my mind on a regular basis Oh, that's excellent. That's a good way. Yeah, definitely keeping them visible is, I think, important. I know some people put them like right into their calendar and other places. I've, I, I used to have something called ABC Notes that was on my iPad that would actually show like unfinished tasks in like the little corner, so I would know to go in and check it and see like what I hadn't done. Of course, if you're good at ignoring things, I don't know (laughs) what it would work otherwise, but it's definitely helpful to have something. I've gone almost all electronic and I don't know, maybe I I wish Scrivener actually had like um, an alarm system or saying like, hey, you haven't touched me today. (laughs) I wonder if there's an app out there for that or I should talk to uh, the company that made it and see like, can you put on like reminders? So it's like, you haven't touched me in eight hours. (laughs) Yeah, that would be horrible, but I think I'd love it. As long as you're able to tell it how often to remind you, because (laughs) yes, definitely, (laughs) definitely be able to set your reminder time. But that'd be kind of fun. So, what are some things that you would put on like your weekly, your monthly, your annual uh, tasks? Like, do you tend to do a world word count, or do you go by chapters, or do you Um, not even put down a writing goal? It varies. It depends what I'm working on. So. At the moment, I'm doing Camp NaNoWriMo, so I have a word count mm-hmm. goal this month. But most months, Excellent. I wouldn't do a word count goal. Okay. It would be, I mean, I use SMART goals, um, which, okay. uh, do you know what they are? It's, no, I don't think I've heard that one before. Okay, so it's a planning system where um, you have to get really granular with, with the goal. And the, the principle is in the research shows that people who set SMART goals are more likely to achieve their goals. So okay. every goal should be specific. So mm. like a word count, that's that's a really mm-hmm. solid SMART goal. Um, measurable, again, um, word count, you can track that every day and see what progress you're making. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what the acronym is. Uh, yeah, A. <laughs> uh, A is for um, like appropriate to your situation, so that okay. they actually fit with your your big goals and what you're striving for. Um, R is mm. for, yeah for relevant, so they have to be yeah appropriate to your situation right now and 
um, T is time bound. So put a deadline on them. So, okay. you know, so I, if I don't set a word count goal, it will be something like finish this book um, by the end of the month okay. or, um, you know, I'm gearing up to a big relaunch project. So over the coming months, I've got goals like get the cover designed for book two, get the formatting done for book three, and so on and so forth. Mm. So they're, they're specific and um, they're very, you know, concrete things that I know what to do. Um, and for bigger things that are more of a project, I will break it down and figure out every task that I need to do in order to accomplish everything to do with that project and get it out the door in time uh, so again that's mm-hmm. where I use my planner I'll have like a, a page that I have you know for that project and I have everything written down that I need to do for that project and I can cross them off as I do them excellent that sounds really useful I like that smart goal so that's the acronym that's very helpful <laughs> and yeah I I can definitely see the difference I mean if you do something very loose or if, especially if you set something way too big that you're gonna not be able to check off or you know you end up with a busy week or you know you end up in quarantine or something (laughs) you're just not gonna get it done Uh, I know the one time I forgot my um, computer charger in Canada and so it took them two weeks to ship it to me I didn't get much writing done during that two weeks because I was paranoid I'd run out of my laptop juice and I didn't have another charger and yeah I don't know why I didn't just order another one off of Amazon but you know you just don't go back and question yourself. <laughs> but oh, I'd love to talk a little bit more that you're so you're doing this relaunch too, mm. not to shift gears unless you have any more tips to put on goal setting. But I'd love to talk a little bit about your relaunch yeah. and what led you to that. Okay, so I, uh, I started uh, independently publishing in 2013. And mm. the market changes, the landscape changes, cover conventions change. And oh yes. My beautiful, beautiful covers that I had done in my 2013, 2014, they're no longer current. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I was, I did I published in 2012 and yeah, I think I've gone through two or three covers on yeah, it's yeah. it's changed so much and they've improved the what yeah. the quality level has come up. Yes. So much. Definitely. So yeah, I I hear you on covers. Yeah. And, if you were an early publisher. Yeah. Um, but also, I didn't know what I was doing back then. And I <laughs> gave my books these really sort of flowery titles that were like clues, you know, to the to the big story arc. And, you know, I thought were oh, very yeah. clever. But actually, they don't really give the reader the right cues as to what the book oh, is going to be. Interesting. So uh-huh. I... I had some feedback that my titles and my covers made my books look like they were romance and they're really not. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, so I decided that I needed new titles, new covers, the works, and it's something that I'd been sitting on for maybe 18 months and was like one day, you know, one day I'll do this. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And then I I decided to make it a goal and prioritize it. And so now it's actually happening. Um, oh, that's excellent. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's scary and it's intimidating and it's exciting 
and all of the things. Um, but yeah, I've just uh-huh. had the first the first cover for the first book back from my cover designer, and it's so pretty. So I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I uh, partially my other hat is a graphic designer and I love covers and I love arts and I love the psychology of covers, all the little clues that even fonts are giving you these subconscious clues of colors, yeah. give you subconscious clues to, you know, what kind of genre, what kind of book this is going to be. Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. Oh, I can't wait to see your covers. I'll be watching on Instagram for you to release them then. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. Have you done even probably new blurbs? I mean, you're doing yeah. it all front to back. Everything's renewed. Wow. Everything. I'm also having them formatted um, by Tobias okay. Scott at Even Star Books. And she's just done the most beautiful job on the first one. Mm. It's absolutely stunning. And um, yeah, it's the first time I've worked with a formatter before. And oh, excellent. I've always just done my own. And you know that's fine and absolutely you know new writers shouldn't be afraid to bootstrap that and it's a good skill to learn you know to know how to format your books but I can't make them look really pretty or I don't have the the time to invest in learning the skills to make them look really good (laughs) so so yeah I'm outsourcing that one and that's that's a good experience as well so Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's always a good thing to hear, too. And I mean, I just, to me, it's a level of professionalism, too, is when you are looking even at the formatting, whether you're learning it to do it yourself, whether well, or buying the software to do it yourself, or hiring it out to someone else. It's just, um, it shows that you're taking your own, you know, level of quality and professionalism and that this is something you you know you're going to be serious about this and you're no longer an amateur so yeah. you know that's fantastic yeah. I do I, I do remember when you know the old old days I think I uploaded my first book in 2012 using word yeah. and I was I think actually I wanted to join a promo and the organizers like look your book looks good you have lots of you know reviews but I opened it up and it's like the font changed because it just Amazon's compression everything had just kind of broken the word file the original dot doc I had uploaded and I was like I was so <laughs> embarrassed oh. um so that yeah that's I pulled it down I'm like I'm formatting and I happen to have my family's also very heavy into computer science so I, I looked at it I found a software program and I actually I use vellum and I ran with that and love it to death mm-hmm. uh and it was and I think I got that right when it first came out it was super cheap (laughs) so I feel very fortunate Uh, but yeah it's it was definitely kind of like you gotta I now say you know you need to go back and look at your previous books every year because we have a tendency to publish and move on but you need to update your links you need to make sure everything's working you need to make sure that the internet has not broken whatever format you created because it might and it can and readers will not pick up a book if suddenly you have three spaces between every paragraph and things are offset and the font changes oh my gosh no you gotta fix that you you it makes a huge difference yes definitely oh so that's fantastic oh i'm so when is your hope to relaunch the final are you gonna roll them out one by one or are you gonna do the whole big thing at once i'm gonna rapid release them um, oh excellent I'm- yeah, it's a it's a complete four book series, but I'm planning to write a sequel um, uh-huh. and sort of start a new a new chapter, if you like, in the, the same world, but set uh-huh. later on. 
<laughs> and um, the plan and the goal <laughs> is to launch that new book in December this year and rapid release the four preceding ones in you know September, October, November, and uh-huh. then December and then into the new ones. So, yeah. I'm just kind of getting oh, everything awesome. lined up now so that I'm, oh. you know, ready. <laughs> yeah, well, you sound like, it, I mean, I know you're just on book one, so you have three more to do and get everything done, but we are only in April. So we have quarantine and pandemics aside, I think you've given yourself lots of space and time to hopefully have everything yes. ready for a, not necessarily easy, because there's always last minute crap that comes up, uh, but at least not be wholly panicked and not having things done on time. So yeah. that's excellent. Yeah, exactly. I think giving yourself room, and this goes back to the goal setting thing, you need to, when you're planning out your year and your launch schedule, make sure that you give yourself plenty of time because there's nothing nothing worse, I don't think, than realising you've tried to fit too much in. Um, oh, yes. You know, that can just really cripple you if you feel too stressed to actually accomplish anything. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I've definitely always been in my art and in my writing that uh, high stress does not bring out my productivity. <laughs> I really, i rather do a quick meditation and calm myself down. I, I'm a comfort. I forget. Um, I have looked at the Enneagrams um, and I forget which one I am, but whichever one is the one that like likes comfort for creativity and stuff, that's me. So I need my cup of hot tea. I might need a cookie <laughs> and I need the fireplace. And then I'm usually ready to write. It's not usually that bad. I have traveled uh, quite a lot and I've been writing. I finished a novel literally in the passenger seat of a land cruiser while driving a highway in Montana <laughs> um, because I was just so desperate to get it done. But that's the, you know, showing up to work, not the preferred. Yeah method of work <laughs> but definitely especially like, i'm struggling i'm starting um two new series myself and i've kind of did the test like i did two novellas to see which one readers would like and i was going to write whatever series they preferred and it almost ended up being like a 45 55 split mm. yeah. so that almost didn't help so i'm going with the one i like yeah. uh but i'm still it's new it's a newish storyline newish world and i i think i need a, a couple of rainy comfort days to maybe get into it a little bit more and maybe it'll start flowing better or you know maybe I should just kick myself in the butt do some goal setting and just get going already and stop being a wuss about this <laughs> I know how to write already yeah definitely. <laughs> but it goes to show everyone everyone needs at any point in their career they need to they can easily fall off the goal horse and struggle and you know, we know better but we still do yeah. it <laughs> I'm I'm just written this series uh, of short stories for these anthologies that I'm in, um, which are the, mm-hmm. the stories are very kind of noir, um, still supernatural, oh, nice. um, urban fantasy, but very, very dark. And they were written in the winter. Huh. And I really want to give my main character his own novel series because I just completely fell in love with him. But I'm like, I can't. I can't oh, write awesome. that when it's bright blue sky and gorgeous <laughs> sunshine outside. I need the rain. I need the autumn <laughs> and the dark evenings because that's the atmosphere of those books. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, so he's going to have to wait. <laughs> I do get that. <laughs> well, he'll be waiting for you yeah. in the fall. Um, and hopefully, hopefully in other ways, the world will be a happier, better place. But yeah, that's, I do get that. I, I definitely had a series that every time 
the fall it, the the first book started in the fall so every time it came around it'd be like yeah i could keep <laughs> going in that so and i will say this the pandemic was inspiring some dark dystopian ideas but i've actually kind of reversed course i tend to be contrary and i now just have this huge desire to go back to my original epic fantasy which is noble bright and all like the heroes will eventually conquer they'll go through crap but they will succeed I could just totally go for that <laughs> right now. Um, however, yeah, my book is sort of a dark urban fantasy as well that my current series and I need to just embrace what's going on maybe and run yeah. with it. So we'll see. <laughs> well, my next fiction project is going to be dystopian and I'm drawing quite a lot of inspiration <laughs> from the real world right now. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. And so is that the one I think you said, Angeline, and you were creating yeah. a world you're, are you co writing in the world or just both co both using the world but writing your own series? Yes, um, it's we, we created the world actually on Instagram last year. Um, oh, and wow. uh, during our challenge, we were um, each day we were creating another aspect of the world. And then we're each going to write our own novellas set in that world. Okay. Um, so it's a sort of future Britain where the sea levels have risen catastrophically and so oh, there's... Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember those posts, yeah. yes. So there's not oh, a lot of awesome. land left, not a lot of resources and people live under these domes to protect them from a radioactive atmosphere and so there's going to be a lot of, you know, stay inside. Um, <laughs> I'm like propaganda inside <laughs> the This drones. is perfect! <laughs> yeah. You have a good feel for the characters who have to stay inside. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, if we can't laugh about this, we'll just go insane. So. <laughs> exactly. You've got to find humour in it, haven't you? Oh, you do. I think, well, especially uh, British, I think you're very good at the dark humour, the gallows humour. Um, there's <laughs> some people, uh, I think, in the US, we're not quite as good at it. Mm. Uh, we're more sarcastic. And so I do appreciate that about the dry British sense of humour. I think you guys can handle this very well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said I was on the wrong continent, but oh, well, oh. where you go? <laughs> I'll come back and visit. <laughs> When I can, when, you know, yeah. at this point I'm going to have to get a sailboat so I can come back. <laughs> oh, well, that's excellent. I love that because I've heard, like, Esper and I have been world building and we're going to write a series together. Um, and so that's, you know, that's more the traditional. But I love the fact that you've kind of created a world together, but you're each going to write your own novellas. Yeah. That also sounds like fun and who knows, maybe I will have to, I'll have to see how things go. I might end up branching off one or two short stories on my own than in the world that Jesper and I built. Yeah. That sounds kind of, kind of fun. Well, that'll be exciting. So you'll have, will you release them like with links to each other or like the same, yeah. like some kind of little logo that says part of this world or. Yeah. I mean, we need to work out the details, but uh, what, uh -huh. what we've talked about in the past is, uh, releasing them both separately but then also as like a box set together um uh -huh. so it'll be very clear that they are a shared universe and you know we're even oh, gonna excellent. sort of look at maybe crossover characters and just you know i don't know we'll see but yeah oh that's cool exciting time that's really cool okay. yeah it, it, it's like i said very different so i know like probably a lot of the authors listening are you know familiar with like there's a lot of collaboration and you know teaming up as writers going on which i think is fantastic mm -hmm. but this is kind of a different twist on it 
and I think it's fascinating. So it kind of gives you a little bit of independence, but also a, a writing partner collaborator mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. So that's really kind of fun. So other people who maybe are challenged or like the idea of collaborating with someone, but want to just kind of gently test the waters, this might be a great way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. We both sort of felt that we're a bit too controlling to completely go all in <laughs> and, and write the same story together. This gives us that that kind of halfway house where we each have control over our own stories. So yeah, it's a good first first step towards co-writing something. Oh, fantastic. Well, I cannot wait to see how this goes and uh, hear updates and watch and see the releases eventually on Instagram. It'll be so much fun. Well, great. Do you have any final tips or announcements? I know with the Unstoppable Authors, you guys have put stuff together, but so many things are on hold right now in the world. But I know you guys have some big plans, so I can't wait to see how that grows as well. Yeah, thank you. We've been planning this um, indie author event, Indie Fire, uh, which was supposed to happen in May, but we've had to postpone it. Um, So that's, that's really on hold. But all of our you know guest authors have been fantastically supportive and they're all keen to you know still attend when it goes ahead in November so yeah it's kind of we've had to just kind of stop planning because there's nothing else we can do on it right now but um yeah it'll be good to get back to planning and promoting that in a few months definitely yeah I've seen so many of the events the writing events Angelina has attended and um you know, gone to as an author and signed up for and done signings and things. And I've always admired it and was always joking like, oh, I want to come across the ocean and do one with you guys. So (laughs) who knows, maybe one of these days we can all make that happen because it would be so awesome. I will definitely be paying attention and any excuse to come back once the world is slightly in our new normal, whatever that new normal ends up being. (laughs) It'll be fantastic. And hopefully I'll meet some of the other, like I said, I seem to know a lot of Brits and British authors. So that'd be fantastic to meet up with everyone. We're going to have a huge party maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. Thank you so much for coming on and for the tips on goal setting and, you know, why you might want to be looking at your covers and, you know, just testing out your books and looking and making sure everything's still up to snuff after a few years. Right now, everyone's pretty much at home. So it's a good time to recheck your old files. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been really, really good fun. Great. Yes, excellent. Well, we'll have to have an update, maybe have the other half on at one point and uh, see how things are going. Oh, great. And so coming up next, we have, uh, we'll be back to Jesper and I will have some writing tips in our next podcast. So please come back and stay tuned. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>